Welcome to another episode of Extreme Voltage with your host, Dean Melconian. Welcome, guys. I hope you enjoyed our last podcast where we broke down the post-draft for the Chargers. If you haven't done so, please go back and, and take a look. I think you'd enjoy it. Otherwise, welcome back again. And today, we're going to discuss the Chargers defense, specifically the secondary. That's right, the Jack Boys, the DBs. I want to talk about those guys today and give you a little mix of what's happening for this season, what the plans are, and kind of go through the player personnel. Look, I'm going to add some stats in here. So I want to make sure we get part of that along the way. Our stats are going to be using from Pro Football Focus and Pro Football Reference. I think they're both great sites to use. I'm not going to bombard you with stats, but I think really it really is important to kind of compare and contrast these players. And you as a GM are looking at your guys and seeing what, who's effective, who's not. And I think you get a better idea of why these players are on the field and why some guys aren't. So I think it's good to break this down. And you might get surprised on some of the, the rankings we're going to show you guys today. But again, each ranking and each player we're talking about, I'm going to give you some numbers to go along with it. So you'll see why it's going to be credible and why uh, when they're out there this season, uh, why they're most effective and what, what situations they're going to be most effective in. So let's start. Um, listen, this defense is going to be phenomenal this season, especially the secondary. Uh, that is only helped by the front seven, which we'll be talking about those guys in our next podcast. But the back end, these uh, DBs back there, they're the bread and butter uh, of the defense in regards to your swagger, in regards to holding these quarterbacks down, in regards to making the best opportunities for turnovers. And they're going to have a lot of challenges this season and that feisty AFC West. And we'll break that down as well. Let's begin. Uh, Our corners, um, anchor, Casey Hayward. This guy is the spearhead of the DBs. Uh, We were lucky to get him uh, five years ago from Green Bay as a restricted free agent. Came in and signed with us last year. Casey Hayward's ranking on Pro Football Focus was 84.2, a nice high ranking with two interceptions, eight passes broken up, 32 combined tackles with 28 solos. Uh, He made an impact, as usual, uh, in that fearsome secondary. And guys, they don't want to throw to his side. They did a little bit last year, but still, they try to avoid Casey, and they always move on to the other side. So Casey Hayward, even though his numbers from the preceding years have kind of declined uh, specifically for the interception ratio as well. He's still solid, and he's the best corner we have on this team. Casey Hayward is is going to be the guy on the left corner side. Now, his counterpart will be uh, the right corner, and we got to talk about Chris Harris. Uh, just got in here this season uh, from the Denver Broncos. You guys know how strong of a player Chris Harris is. Just look at his stats. You'll see for years he was the guy at Denver, And as a Charger fan, you know how much of an impact he's made against us negatively with many picks along the way and just phenomenal cornerback play in that secondary for the Denver Broncos. Well, he's here with us this season. Signed him up for, I think, a multi-year deal here. Some good money involved with it. So that's good. Um, Not too bad, but 31 years old is kind of rough for a corner. So his play in regards to that might diminish based on age and that's something that we see in the NFL. But I don't want to pencil him in right away at that uh, left cornerback or correction, the right cornerback spot, because 
you have Mike Davis along the way as well. Let me give some stats on both and, and get an idea who's going to start where. Now, Chris Harris has has played slot for many of the of the seasons at Denver. Um, last year, to give you a, a snap count for him, um, he played 1,044 snaps. Uh, that's comparing to Casey Hayward, who uh, also had 944 snaps for the Chargers. So, yes, they're on the field all the time. Um, from those 1,000-plus snaps... Harris only had 40 snaps from the slot corner position. And from the wide side, meaning the corner on the outside position, he had 937. Uh, pretty much just as much as what Casey played the whole season last year. So I could see them bringing him in for the Chargers and playing him on the outside. Uh, but we've been hearing Anthony Lynn, Gus Bradley, uh, and Tom Telesco speaking of the fact that they got him in here with the idea and the commitment that he's going to be the slot corner. Uh, now, that's going to be tricky because we have Desmond King, and we'll talk about him in a moment. But Chris Harris has always been a very effective slot corner, and I think a little bit of the stats, if you look back on pro football uh, reference, you can see the years, uh, what the qualifications were, and what his productivity was. And as he slips into the outside area as an outside corner, there is diminished play rather than what he can do as a slot. Uh, and just a few stats from him last year, besides the 1,000-plus snaps he took, um, he also had one interception, six passes broken up, 56 combined tackles uh, as a corner, uh, primarily from the wide spot. So so good work on that end, and we'll see where that goes. Now, if he takes out that, that outside spot, then Desmond King can easily come in as the nickelback, which primarily in the NFL with the nickelbacks, it is pretty much the base defense these days because you're seeing multiple receiver tight end sets coming out. So when we say nickel, meaning five corners or correction, five DBs out there taking out a linebacker and putting an extra defensive back in there, that's primarily a base defense these days in the NFL. So you're going to see Desmond King uh, possibly as the slot because that's his normal position. Uh, and last year's stats for Desmond, which is one of the more exciting players uh, for the Chargers, he had about he had 584 snaps last year from the quarterback spot, and two passes defended, one forced fumble, 51 combined tackles, and four tackles for losses. Uh, Pro Football Focus graded him at 69.4. Uh, in regards to that, yes, it's going to be a it's going to be a camp battle, I would imagine between who's the slot between Chris Harris and Desmond King. And that's a big one. And I think right now, the way it's kind of talked about, it sounds like Chris Harris is going to take that slot uh, position. And if that's the case, Mike Davis stays on the outside, bookends with, uh, with Casey Hayward. And that's going to be an issue with Desmond King. Now, at that point, if Desmond is out and not playing in the nickel position, then the dime defense where a sixth uh, DB will come in will obviously be Desmond King's situation. Now, in that defensive alignment for, for a dime defense, simply, you'll have Casey Hayward on the left. You'll have Chris Harris possibly as the slot. You can move out uh, Desmond King out to the outside portion and have him cover the outside. And then you can have Rayshon Jenkins and Derwin James controlling the back end for uh, the DB portions, along with Nasir Adderley. You can look at it that way with six guys in the mix uh, for DBs. And Derwin James in that point literally comes down to the box and becomes uh, a hybrid linebacker, strong safety, 
uh, pushing the box area as well for coverage. He can play down low as an extra linebacker. And then you can have Nasir Adderley and Rayshon Jenkins play the back end as the uh, free and strong safeties. So that's what the picture looks like right now. Again, we're not going to know the details of this until camp is here and we're actually seeing where these guys are going to be slotted to play. But it's going to be a very interesting camp battle because, again, Desmond King and Chris Harris Literally, when you look at these stats, they're pretty much the same guy to me. And the only thing is, the positives on Desmond King is he's younger and he's explosive. Uh, Chris Harris has been doing this for years, and he is special. Uh, even though he's got age on his on his side uh, as a negative, per se, he's still the guy. And this was a prized free agent pickup that the Chargers got this year. So they're going to put him in the best position for him to succeed and to be happy by choosing to come to the Chargers. He's not going to do something he doesn't want to do. He's going to get the first spot, and and if he's going to play the slot, then so be it. He's going to play the slot. It'll be a a battle between Mike Davis and uh, Desmond King for the outside as of now. Very good. So that's our corner spots, and uh, now we're going to move on to our safeties. And who else can we talk about but the number one safety in the NFL? And you can argue all day, and that's fine. We can argue. It's beautiful. But I'll take Derwin James every day, including Sunday. Derwin James, your first team All-Pro from 2018. Now, last year's season, you know, obviously he had the injury riddle season last year. Uh, Hey, he still came in uh, playing in only five games with one pass broken up. He had 34 combined tackles, uh, three tackles for a loss, Uh, took 584 snaps and scored an 82.5 on the pro football focus rating chart, which is just fine. But don't forget what this man can bring you. 2018, he had three interceptions, 13 pass breakups, three and a half sacks, and four tackles for losses to uh, showcase his all-pro first team honoree. So this guy is legit. Just got to stay away from the injury bug that bit him last year, and he is the man that controls this defense. He is your poster boy, and he looks great. So Derwin James is there playing that hybrid defensive scheme, free safety, strong safety, linebacker, corner, everything else but nose tackle is what he can line up in. So that man's special. He's back. Now, let's talk about the other safety. Now, when I say the other safety, you've got two people on your mind. You've got Rashawn Jenkins, and you've got Nasir Adderley. And we're going to break down both. Now, one is going to be difficult to do because Nasir Adderley came in last year as a second-round pick. I was excited to see him come in. I thought he was going to be uh, even a first-round pick for us or somebody else because he just showcased those skills in college very well. That's why uh, when he came in as a Charger last year, we're excited to see him. There was a brief glimpse of him uh, in the preseason where he just took over a game, and he was just a ball hawker that we knew he would be. But unfortunately, the injuries he, uh, he had throughout this uh, training camp, preseason, lingered all the way on through uh, the regular season, and he only played a couple games. And it really isn't even noteworthy because he did nothing during the regular season based on those injuries. But again, it's going to be exciting, exciting to see him back there because they have high expectations of what he can do, but it's all about playing and, and performing. So he'll be, uh, he'll be a training camp highlight to definitely watch and see how well he's going to perform. But the man who actually stood up last year, switched positions to a free safety position because Rayshon Jenkins coming in as a drafted for a, a player out of college was not a free safety. He's a strong, he's a thumper. He'll come up and bounce you. Uh, but he played the free safety role uh, since Derwin James took over that strong safety. And this guy performed admirably. 
Now, they've only given him 63.1 on the rating for Pro Football Focus. The man played for 964 snaps. He had three interceptions last year from that free safety spot. Four passes broken up and 54 combined tackles. So Rayshon was a force. Uh, just the way he switched from his role to a free safety role and how he flourished in that backfield was impressive. So that's going to be fun to watch with that camp battle as well. Because right now the, the rumor is, oh, it'll be Derwin James and Nasir Adderley last year's second-round pick, and he's been invested with that high pick, so he's got to get that spot. Not necessarily. Uh, Gus, Gus Bradley, uh, Anthony Lynn, they're going to pick the guy that's going to give them what they need first. And, hey, have the second guy waiting in the wings. But I think it's weak a little bit. For me, I think it's tough to see Sean take the bench and have Nasir take over right away uh, based on last year's uh, skill set and production that he brought in. I think it's going to be he's the, he's the incumbent, and Nasir has got to beat him out in the preseason and force himself to get more snaps or in that dime position to come in and make such headroom that now he's going to take over that spot. And that's cool too. If he does that, that's great. Let the better player win for that portion. But I think I'm going to give my my two cents for Rayshon right now because he proved it so well. Just a couple of guys to finish off with. Uh, Roderick uh, Teamer, uh, the Tulane uh, undrafted free agent last year, came in for 377 snaps. He had an interception, two passes broken up, one sack, and 40 uh, total combined tackles, along with uh, other corner Brandon uh, Fassison, who also uh, came in last couple of years now with the Chargers, Virginia Tech uh, undrafted free agent, 41 combined tackles last year, um, two tackles for losses, a 60.3 rating with 323 snaps as a uh, backup corner. So he's a very athletic, fluid kid, and he's a he's a good type of a player that's going to be still active for the Chargers this year and should have some good good battles in training camp to hold on to that second strong safety spot behind Derwin. The 2019 Chargers defense came in number 14 overall, uh, sixth in yards given up, first in pass attempts, and number eight on touchdowns against the pass. Uh, but they only ranked number uh, 22 in interceptions. So turnover-wise, that's got to be something we have to pick up this year and make sure we're getting more turnover-worthy plays to get an offense and a nice rhythm. So the defense, again, definitely has taken a jump up this year with with additions we've had, and I think that's going to be showcased uh, at training camp and preseason, and I think this DB's package will come together pretty much in a fluid fashion and will be a much stronger force, even with depth on that team, with Chris Harris now and Desmond King backing him up or potentially playing that nickel or dime package. It just gives you more chess pieces to be out there. Again, Nasir Adderley along with Rayshon Jenkins, uh, fighting for that safety spots. I think you're getting a lot of depth, a lot of competition, and that's just going to build a lot better rapport as we go through the 2020 season. Talking about that 2020 season, once it's around the corner, uh, listen, the AFC West has become a passing terror. Let me just tell you what these DBs are going to be going up against, and I'm glad we're getting better. I'm glad we got Chris Harris because we're facing some teams with some stud receivers. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos for a moment. You've got Cortland Sutton and you got Jerry Judy coming at you from both sides. Second-year quarterback Drew Locke will also have tight end Noah Fant, as well as the newly acquired Melvin Gordon. You might know him a little bit, along with Philip Lindsay coming out of that backfield as receiving threats, and they will pose some problems to these corners and safeties as well. The Las Vegas Raiders 
have improved the most in the AFC West. And that team is loaded on offense right now. You've got Henry Ruggs the third, your drafted first round pick. You've got Hunter Renfro, last year's slot. That is really a great, great player. How about Tyrell Williams? You guys know all about him. I think he's going to do so much better this year because of all the other threats around the area now. It's going to give him some more one-on-ones to take advantage of. Uh, Of course, Nelson Aguilar, whatever you think of him from Philadelphia, a lot of drop passes that we know of. However, still a playmaker, very athletic with the ball in his hands. That's going to be fun to watch. Hey, don't forget Josh Jacobs. He's a receiving running back. He knows how to catch or run the ball. And one guy that I was really upset to see get picked up by the Raiders this year, as I was really hoping the Chargers would get a chance to get him, is Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky. And he plays a running back receiver hybrid uh, role. I really think he's more of a Reggie Bush type player. This kid in space is just fun fun, fun to watch. He's going to be scary to watch. And I'm really curious to see how he's going to transition that talent to the NFL. Because, you know, you get some guys that look so athletic and are so athletic in the college realm and they take advantage and and dominate with their physical talents. I want to see if that's going to transition over to the NFL uh, I got to tell you, this was my one of my guys I really, really wanted to get picked up by the Chargers. And unfortunately for Charger fans, he goes to the Raiders. Lastly, the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And you guys know all about what those guys have to offer. But Tyreek Hill, the speedster demon that he is, uh, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins. There's a kid called Travis Kelsey. I think you know a little bit about him. And how about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the LSU running back, who is another one of these guys that can catch passes out of the backfield, during routes, wheel routes, hook routes, you name it. This kid's going to be out there catching passes and making a lot of linebackers miss and getting to the second level of our secondary and having battles there. So that's going to be fun to watch as well with the safeties matching up on him. And, of course, Damian Williams as well. We've seen how well of running back he is and how he's also coming out of the backfield and and has a, is a good receiving threat so the afc west will be loaded this defense is going to be tested they are better your 2020 chargers defense your secondary the jack boys are better and it's going to be very competitive very fun to watch uh, but they're going to have a lot of playmakers to take care of in front of them will be interesting to see how it goes this has been it Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Extreme Voltage. We appreciate you joining us. Tell your friends about it. Follow us on Instagram at Extreme Voltage and also on Twitter at Extreme Voltage. And don't forget to email us or have any questions or concerns. Love to hear from you at extremevoltage at gmail.com. Just want to thank our artist, Kevin McLeod for the title song Strength of the Titans and the Ice Giants which you've heard on this show and you can catch them on filmmusic.io otherwise I want to thank Tyrell Mad Dog Wiggins across the glass for taking care of us today you guys have a safe one Uh, we'll catch you next time we'll talk about the uh, front seven for this Chargers defense coming up with Bosa and Grimanel we'll talk to you soon you guys have a great night this has been Extreme Voltage Extreme Voltage